Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin Show, episode 20, coming at you from the Meteor True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio on a Thursday. Boom. It's Thursday. kind of a kind of a it's big day. It's draft day. It is draft day. Love Thirsty draft day. Thursday. Thirsty draft day. Draft day. Draft day Thursday. It's draft day. I'm so excited. Ooh, that that was, doesn't that sound just get you all sorts of fired that up? Was, that was nice. It gets the people going. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. So draft day, releasing on a Thursday. We've got so much content coming at you in the next like three days. You guys aren't even ready. I don't think they, I don't think we're ready to be honest. The people, with you. the people aren't ready. Yeah. You're about good. to have an eargasm. You are going to be so sick of us and seeing our faces and our voices. I think the people are already just, sick of us. Yeah, probably. probably already here. Sick of hearing our voices. The show does suck. It almost sucks as much as a former first round pick in Baker Mayfield. He just got oh. extended. You can't even say that. He got fifth year option picked up. Yeah, That's, he didn't get extended though. If, if they were if they were a true believer in Baker Mayfield, they were extended because oh. they would have been cheaper. You are so full of bad takes lately, Ramsey. What's going on with you? I think I'm the only realistic one in the room. <laughs> if if, if no, your franchise wait. quarterback, if you're like, hey, that's our guy, don't you just send him right away? They did. They gave him a fifth year option. I'd hope they would. That's dirt cheap. But they they yeah. haven't really been in talks of like, oh, we're gonna extend Baker. No, we're just gonna dirt, we're just gonna sign him a fifth year. Dirt cheap for a playoff caliber quarterback, a top ten quarterback in the league. Oh my god, that's a Super Bowl. Okay, that's okay, a okay, Super okay, Bowl okay, roster. Okay, okay, I could go play quarterback for the Browns okay, in one game. Okay, so as I'm sure you're aware, we got Ramsey and Justin are already fired up. I'm Eric, and before we get into the nature of the show with the awesome, you know, being draft day, draft day. Got a little bit of business um, to talk. We've got our partners over at Monkey Knife Fight. Are we doing how are we doing with those lately? I know I lost again this weekend. I haven't been not been doing great. Yeah, it's it's been rough, but rough slugging on but Monkey Knife Fight. The more money we play, the more money means for us too. So yeah, I mean we're kind of playing ourselves there. And you can join us on that too. Monkey Knife Fight. We have our picks that go out. We also have Ray's Energy, code ROOT4. I just bought another pack. R-O-O-T. R-O-O-T, number four. I just bought another 12-pack. And when you buy stuff, they send you stuff for free. I just bought a 12-pack and a hat. They sent me a free shaker bottle. Nice. So not only does it help us out, it helps yourself out. Get yourself some free stuff there, too. Awesome people, Rep Sports, Ray's Energy. That's probably the best way to support the show right now. Yeah, right now we're working on some other cool things that I'm rocking right now, actually. Yeah, we'll, so we'll get to it maybe tomorrow. So at some point. So in terms of what we're gonna do this week, um, tomorrow during or today, today, today during the draft live Facebook party draft party. Boom! You can hang out with us. Hang out with us. Think what, see what we think of each pick. Listen to us talk even more bullshit than we do on the show. Yeah, if you can't get enough of us, tomorrow on the old Facebook is where you want to be. And then throughout the weekend, we're not going to be watching every round live on Facebook. What we will do, though, is one of the three of us or two of the three of us or three of the three of us at some point, we will react to Packers picks, any Badger that gets taken, and the dude out of Whitewater that's going to get drafted. 
There's a lot of stuff coming Wait. up on our Facebook page. Make sure you check that out. Stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming at you guys. We want to know what you think. We got a lot of stuff going on Facebook, so let us know. Keep keep active. Keep attention. You know, pay attention to the page. And with that, I think we should get into the, the show here. I'm super excited. So we start off every show with what we had rooted for. And Justin, you sound super excited. So why don't you go first? Man, if you rooted for anything other than the UFC fights that happened at 261 over the weekend on Saturday night, you don't. You have no appreciation for what sports are. That was an absolute fantastic show. I mean, 15,000 people in the stands that had everything you wanted, knockouts, five great main card fights. All the prelims were fantastic. It had broken legs. Some guy got a noodle leg. Oh, that was... Yeah, literally noodle noodle leg. Then you had just... An awesome kick to the head knockout, uh, a knockout in the main event that made that looked like like when you know in professional wrestling when when they act and the guy punches the other guy in the face and he spits like a huge loogie up in the air. Wait, that's not real. That's what the what? That's what the knockout in the main event looked like. Just sweat, just going everywhere. That thing was a missile. A right-handed missile coming straight down the pipe. It was an awesome card. Congratulations to the UFC. I was just watching the post-fight press conference. They did $3.3 million in the in the live gate. That is fantastic. Good for the UFC. Yeah, no, I I you really took everything. I mean, that uh that broken leg was all sorts of Awesome and disgusting at the same time. Can you believe being such a badass that he his leg turned into a noodle? He didn't realize it turned until into it a noodle the ground. until he tried to put pressure on it, and then he fell on his face. Like, can you imagine being that? Like, UFC fighters are terrifying. Yeah, just you appreciate yeah. this. I was I've been watching old uh, Anderson Silva fights on YouTube lately. Speaking of guys that snap yeah. their leg in twigs. There's another guy that snapped his leg. Man, was he good. Yeah, Anderson that's, Silva was amazing. You forget how good that's he the was. Thing is the guy that snapped his leg, Chris Weidman? When Anderson Silva snapped his leg, it was against Weidman, wasn't it? He was against Chris Weidman for the belt. It unbelievable, like just like how how karma comes around three sixty, just crazy. Spaghetti legs. All right, Ramsey, your turn. I'm guessing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Talladega. Talladega. I was rooting for an excellent race, Talladega Super Speedway. It was a pretty good race. Wasn't like an all-time great Talladega race, but you know, no. your main players were there. Brad Kozlowski obviously won. I, I like Brad Kozlowski. I've been a pretty decent fan of his for his career. So Midwestern guy, it's always good to see those guys win races. Yeah, no entertaining stuff on Sunday from the boys racing down the south. I didn't catch most of it, to be honest with you, but... I had, some, I had some family events going on. It was, a, it was a good race. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like the 2009 race where right. Brad won, or it wasn't even like last year's Talladega was probably better, but it was a good Talladega race. It yeah. was entertaining. Now, well, I got two points off of it. Like, I thought I was going to steal the win out of the three of us out of our picks from last week's episode. I had, uh, we, 
I had El Marola was doing good. He led a bunch of laps. He was up there. He, he did pretty well. I thought he was going to be a main player at the end. And then, Ramsey, did you see uh, Joey Logano come out and say Let, I, I'm going to get to that in a second. Yeah, okay. a little bit of foreshadowing. So I'm going to pick it back off Ramsey. I mean, so I, I watched the Blizzard game Friday night. I mean, they took an L, but really entertaining stuff. They on, lost? They did, but I'm really excited for Blizzard football coming up. So oh, it, it got Ryan me all sorts of psyched up. Pretty confident that they were going to beat him down. He he was, and we'll have to touch base with that when we have him back on the show in a couple of weeks. But yeah. but yeah, no, I was I got all fired up for indoor football. A good little taste of the game. Uh, Brewers still in first place, so I'm a big fan of that. But if I had to pick what I was rooting for this week, I'm gonna piggyback on Ramsey, Matty D, Matt D Benedetto with the Wood Brothers Ford. Running up front, couldn't steal the he job. Blew it. Yeah, not not a great decision, but it's always good to see him up front. You're rooting for a guy to blow it at the end? No, no, well, I'm, I'm waiting for that first win because when he guts it, it's going to be so it. rewarding. He's not going to get it. Don't think so? No. Maybe not this year. I he's, think he's, he's going to get out of the 21 at the end of the season. I think he's going to find yep. a decent ride. Where? I don't know. I don't think so. He's not saying at Penske, obviously, because also he's going back. Logano and. Wayne, are staying there. Hendrick, I, Chase Elliott's your worst driver right now, and he's obviously a past champ. champ. Hendrick's not going anywhere. That those four are all coming back. I don't, I don't see where there's a good ride next year. I, I don't either. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know where it is, but I think he's good enough in well, way below subpar have... cars, where he's able to be relevant, and I think he'll find something at some point. I don't know if it's next year. I, 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 I'm rooting for him. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with I'm a big Matty D fan. Like, I hope that he does. But looking at where the NASCAR landscape is now and where it's going in the next few years, yep. I don't see I don't see it. This is his best opportunity, and he's kind of been way mediocre in this car. Yeah, I, maybe. I could see two, two or three options. Uh, obviously... Um, the the big one that stands out would be the the twenty twenty three XI team uh, forging a second a second car. He would probably be an okay uh, um, option in there to kind of get that team up and running um, to get some data. Um, you also have which which would be a, a great wild card team. That college racing team has has done some major speedway racing, and there's some rumors that they could come up and go to full time cup racing in that 16 car. So he he would be a good option in that car too to get that team going as it goes. So the problem with that all is right now adding any more teams as currently stated in NASCAR. There's only so many charters they have. So Correct. they're not making more charters and their NASCAR will never be able to force people to get rid of charters. So for them to add teams, isn't necessarily going to be just as easy as pulling up cars and just driving. Cause it's not based on owner's plans anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, but then you, I agree, but then you go to Ryan priest. Who's what raced every race this year. And he doesn't have a charter. So and, and we'll be lucky if we get 40, 40 cars to show up to every race to race those those every week. So We'll get to this in another episode. I, I have some interesting points. Maybe we'll do another NASCAR special. 
Yeah, some point. Not maybe not this week. Not this, maybe next week, but some point. Actually, we'll talk about this again, Justin. I, I like where we're going with this. Okay. All right. So we go from the positives to the negatives. Tyler here, no get the week. I've got a few of them, so I'll let you guys go first. Ramsey, I know we're since we're talking NASCAR. I know you got to go NASCAR here. What do you got? Joey Logano, what a dweeb. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So first of all, if you guys didn't see, Joey Logano basically came out and just bashed NASCAR and how they doesn't like play racing. Because it's so dangerous. Let's just take a look real quick at Joey Logano. How many times has Joey Logano wrecked the entire field of Super Speedway track? Yeah, oh, every time. There at least two or three times that he's caused other cars to flip. But as <laughs> soon as he flips a car, he gets super upset and super uptight about it. He wants to talk about how NASCAR is super dangerous. And just to put things in perspective, NASCAR has not had a death in the sport since 2001. They haven't had a serious injury since, I believe, 2014. So, well, Ryan Newman, I guess. However you feel about last year's 500. I don't know. I wouldn't say that's serious, though. He didn't really have any... There wasn't was, long-term repercussions. There could have been. There should have been, really. I could mean, have been. Should have yeah. been, but the cars were safe. Right. The cars are safe enough for Ryan Newman to survive. So the people like Joey Logano who are going to get on their high horse just because he flipped a car... And granted, I've never flipped a car at 200 miles an hour, but I do know that those cars flip enough that their studies and the cars, how they're built, are safe enough to withstand them rolling over at Talladega. So, Joey Logano, I, I was really, I, a couple weeks ago, I think I was trying to even compliment you on how you might be the most underrated driver in the series. I am out on you, dude. You don't do that to your sport. Just throw him under the bus like that because you got a little butt hurt that you flipped a car and that's just part of racing. You signed up for it. Like, don't you signed up for what you're doing? And I guarantee that there's thousands of drivers that'd be glad to take your spot if you feel it's too dangerous to continue. Maddie yeah, P. so I'm I'm trying to think back about what he specifically said or what he specifically tweeted out. I believe it was is what he said was that the restrictor plates that they put on the car are not making the sport safer. But they it, are. This, this is right. Like, I'm, is that what he said? It was. I'm looking right now. So, so here's here's the quote that he had, and there's a couple. There's a little bit longer. So he said. I guess I don't know exactly what to think. It is a product of this racing. On one hand, I'm so proud to drive a cup car that is safe and that I can go through a crash like that and get out and speak about it. On the other, on one hand, I'm mad about being in the crash. On the other hand, I'm happy to be alive. It continues, on the other hand, I'm wondering when are we going to stop this or when are we going to stop because this is dangerous, doing what we're doing. I got a roll bar in my head. That is not okay. I'm one hit away from the same situation Ryan Newman just went through. I just don't feel like that's acceptable. End quote. Again, you signed up to do this. Just like anything right. else in life, and where people fall on whatever topic you want to fall on, I, I'm not going to get into that, but there is inherent risk to anything you do. If you decide to leave the house and go to work in the morning, you have the opportunity to crash your car and die. That is a fact of life. That's how life works. So you signed up to be a professional race car driver. You have the luxury of doing that. And sure, does NASCAR seem to maybe got a little bit complacent in safety technology in the last few years? I could probably agree with that, but that's not what you were going after. You're going after a specific spot of racing that 
you definitely aren't going to take out of the series. Talladega and Daytona are your two biggest draws. Those two tracks are the two biggest draws. That's what's going to pull the most eyes in. There's way too much money involved to pull it away. And you should be thankful that NASCAR's doing stuff like the big spoilers to slow the cars down and the restrictor plates to slow the cars down. Otherwise, these cars would be doing 220, 230. Two, yeah. Easy, 220, 230. So NASCAR is a little bit restricted on what they can do for safety with these cars at this point. And that's not an excuse for NASCAR, but you can't just... You got to remember these cars are built the year beforehand, right? So a lot of these cars are running are built either in the off season or the prior year. So the cars they're building right now are actually made next year's cars. So it's not just something that you can go, hey, we need to change all this and we need to change it right now. No, these cars are already built slash being built for the rest of the year and into next year. So NASCAR's a little bit handcuffed. So sorry that you had a flip over at Talladega. Just get over it. I get it. But you've got to kind of be don't just don't just bash the sport because you got flipped and you're not the one that caused the wreck this time. Yeah, I totally agree. He's, he has moments like this though. He's he's had moments like this throughout his career where he's look, I like the guy. Up, I don't up at all, the, but up in the Fox booth, I think he's he's very inside of he he's good as an announcer. I mean, he's not Clint Boyer good, but he during the Xfinity races, I think he's great through that, and I think he's gained a lot of fans through that. But throughout his career, he has had moments like this where he has been very critical of NASCAR or critical of other drivers' driving methods. And they just come off as whiny or as just terrible takes and not a little bit entitled standing back and, and seeing the whole picture of everything, just hot takes that aren't very good. Um, you thought that would kind of wane away as he uh, was growing up. You got to remember this guy, this guy has had a lot of pressure and that's not an excuse anymore, but you thought that growing up would, would happen a lot faster with a guy like this and, it just quite hasn't. So, all right, Justin. With that, then, what's your noogie of the week this week? Well, my noogie of the week is an e- it's a straight up easy one. We we've spent a, a little time talking about this moron. Um, my noogie of the week is the NCAA. Um, the NCAA has come out and decided to give Mark Emmert an extension to 2025. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about how they that how bad of a, a, a commissioner or whatever he is for the NCA. He's screwed up a lot of things. Most notably recently um, is is the the tournament situation between the women and the men's and, and how equal rights and all that stuff wasn't Going, going equally. He's also been a big screw up in the likeness uh, of athletes and how money's distributed. So for the NCAA not to see the problem 
and not to diagnose it and, and get rid of it, you might be a dumpster fire of the year to allow yourselves to continue to do this for the next at least four years. Just a terrible, terrible decision. You know what's even more disturbing is, so I've I've been a big fan, and I think we've talked about this before, of how Wisconsin Athletics runs their program. And Rebecca Blank, president of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, was one of the people voting in favor of him. And I think that, you know, that gets tied in here. Nuggie of the Week. This is going to be one of mine, too. So I'm glad you took it, Justin, because yeah, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I, I know that in the sense that, you know, he's the commissioner. He's got to take heat for all these university presidents and athletic directors and all this stuff. But the guy is such a moron. At every turn, he's always made the wrong decision and received yes. such high levels of backlash that at this point it's not even like if you told me Mark Emmerich said something or did something that was just incredibly stupid or or wrong or it was on the wrong side of current events or whatever wouldn't even be shocked i i don't i don't think i can ever say and i'm not going to say it here my disdain for the NCAA as an organization i think it's like the most one of the most corrupt organizations in in the country in the world right there with FIFA and you know other ones too but I just don't like. I get. I guess that just. I guess money won, and it's not for the betterment of college athletes. And I feel damn sorry for every college athlete out there. Well, that's at the end of the day. What the problem was was that it was just. It's money at the end of the day. The NCAA is well. The NCAA is not making money. They say college football is making money, and the tournament for basketball is making money. Everything else is hemorrhaging money, but. College football has been successful, and the NCAA tournament's been successful. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and not really try to advance any other sports or try to make money other places. We're just going to keep, you know, I don't know. The NCAA is a dumpster fire. It is a dumpster <laughs> fire. And they got the biggest dumbass leading them. It's just ridiculous. It's mind-boggling. It is absolutely mind-boggling how this dumbass still has a job yeah i i don't get it so with that i'll I'll go into mine here i had three of them coming up this week and, and as as the week went on something else happened every single turn where i was like ah no i'm gonna go with this one then something else happened I was like, ah, damn it i gotta go with this one so you guys already took you know two things that came to mind so i'll, I'll leave it at that the first one i was doing as a joke i was talking to ramsey about this over the weekend justin doll is my first nugget of the week Ooh. You guys, Ooh, that's what your fifth one, Justin. Collectively, dumped on my entire fandom of watching baseball, spring training baseball, this, that, and the other thing. And this dude, Justin Dahl, on the show repeatedly and to us, has said he watches every single pick of the draft. He's watching the entire thing from Thursday night to Friday night to Saturday. How the hell does anybody watch Saturday's draft? Like, I'll watch, like, I'll be dedicated tomorrow. Uh, Saturday or Friday night, I'll probably pay pretty close attention. There is so much shit that goes on. They don't even have most of the picks on TV. They're in commercial breaks and they're streaming across the bottom. You watch on Saturday, it's just an entire like five, six hours or whatever it ends up being of guys being like, oh yeah, this is why this guy kind of sucks, why he's not in the first round. How, Justin, how? And you call my, you call baseball boring or spring training baseball boring. It's the same thing, dude. It's the same thing. I would rather watch the draft than spring train baseball. 
Right. Like, are you kidding me? This happens three days out of the year. Three days out of the year. All I, right. I do think it's a little nerdy, it's though, watching all seven it's, rounds. It's they live sports, okay. though. Sure, it might be nerdy. That's fine. It might be nerdy. It's my nerdy thing. I'm okay with it. But it's three days. It's not 162 games of worthlessness where we're watching. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's worthless. I mean, come on. Worthless, the, right, right. The, they played today, and they lost to the goddamn Marlins. They just lost two out of three to the Marlins. Really? Is that going to really affect them when it comes to October? No, probably not. But, no. so, but, worthless. but it's live it's sports. It's live sports. This, you are this, sitting, this you are worthless. sitting and watching. This is, this is an extravaganza. This is an event. Day These one is. Changed. The first day right. is every single thing that happens in Cleveland for the next three days is changing lives. Okay. What happens over the course of six months of boring three hours of watching one guy throw a ball at another guy is boring. Hey, you forgot in the, you forgot the gandering to first base and the, the walking yeah. to second base. You've well, got those two things too. Yeah. You can you can hit the ball out of bounds as many times as you can. But it's you can live stay up there sports, and though. It's live sports. You're you're oh, sitting stupid. around. You're sitting around watching highlights. Hey, the draft is live. You don't even know what you're talking about right now. You <laughs> you're a bad bad guy. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying right now. You are a terrible bad guy. You don't even know how to rib anybody. Get out of here with your crap. I will take watching live sports over watching highlight tapes and guys sitting there and, oh, this guy does this and he does so this school guy. He's not so good here. Nah, just that, that, that was a joking one too. So I, the fact that you're all fired up about this means it worked. So my serious ones, <laughs> my serious take. ones, my serious ones here. <laughs> so coming into that, I, w- I was going to dump on Packer fans a little bit here too. Yes. So, I lifelong Packer fan. Can we stop just running any quarterback that's not Brett Favre out of town as a whole? Since Aaron Rodgers has been drafted, I just saw a tweet. I was coming across Twitter. Uh, Andrew Brandt talking about when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, how the whole place booed. Thousands of boos. People were protesting, whatever. For three years, when he was the backup behind Brett Favre, people didn't want him to play. They didn't see the point of drafting him. They, you know, this, that, and the other thing. There was rumors about his sexuality. There was, now there's stuff about his family. It just, there's no end to Packer fans not liking this guy. And I get it. He's not the, the happy-go-lucky Midwest slash Southern boy Brett Favre. I get it. But for, basically, since he was drafted, we've been trying to find out ways to get rid of him. With the bare exception, maybe from 2009 to probably 2013, 2014, maybe. And then since then, it's how do we get rid of him? This guy's washed up. Oh, no, now he has another MVP season. It's it's just, it's enough. And then finally this week, earlier this week, I think Monday, Goody Gudikins comes out and says, Aaron Rodgers is still our guy. We're working on the contract. You know, things that probably should have taken place already. I admit that. But the second that comes out, that should have ended any conversation about this. And then it continues. And and if I'm Aaron Rodgers, like, I mean, ultimately, like I've heard on other shows, and it's the national media stirring shit up, it's Packer fans stirring shit up, it's, you've got this guy 
who is an all-time talent that you just have always wanted to push out the door. They come out and say the statement, and it's the same thing with now with Jordan Love. It's the same thing. Well, we got to trade him. We got to trade him. We got to trade him. It's like, I mean, not saying Jordan Love's going to be what Aaron Rodgers was. The jury's still out on that. We haven't even seen him in a uniform for public fans other than pictures and trading cards. But can we stop rushing talent out the door and trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers or getting rid of Jordan Love just because he's not that, he's not Brett Favre? So that number two. Um, well, I agree and I disagree. I think there's, I, I, I don't think you could say that only because you're the one that wants to get rid of Kevin King so badly. Kevin King oh, isn't Aaron Rodgers, though. Needs to go. You're trying to, Kevin, trying to Kevin, King, that, so. Kevin King has proved on, that's on the like, field. That's true. You're throwing not, rocks and glass houses. No, 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 no. no. Kevin, Kevin King has Coming proved on. And now you're throwing rocks at Kevin King. Kevin King has proved time and time again on the field that he's nothing short of lackluster, or he's nothing higher than lackluster. At best, he's lackluster. We changed the I'm, award to the Kevin King dumpster fire of the year. <laughs> I'm I'm really just kidding. And we resign that. that guy. In retrospect, if you think about it, it's kind of the same thing, no. right? No, because Aaron Rodgers is a three-time MVP and a Super Bowl champion, and a Super so, Bowl MVP. You're talking, you're talking about Jordan Love. I'm talking about a guy who hasn't played yet. I'm not trying to rush right. him out of town, like a guy who's sucked for four years and been nothing shorter. Like I said, nothing better than lackluster. Look, look, look. He hasn't played a lot. I'll give you that. Did he have a shitty game? He's had a shitty career, get, Justin. At Tampa Bay, I'll give you that. He's had a but he career. has a shitty career. I don't agree with that. What? The best he's been is, I think, 55th ranked defensive back in the league. So that means he's, he's a second tier. He's, he's a second corner. At, at best, a second corner. On, and that's what he is. So at most teams, he's a third corner. Like yeah. that's What do you mean most teams? He's the 55th ranked. There's only 32 teams, right? So 64 would be half. Right. He's closer so to he's six. A, he's nine above 64. So that means he's, he's like a one and a half. That means he's the second defensive back on one. Every so the 24, like teams, a one and a half. 23 teams. He's the second corner on 23 teams. He's like one and a the half. third quarter on 23. Yeah, teams. Third quarter on 23 teams. Nah, he's the second corner on nine teams, and including this one. Yeah. Absolute joke. Jordan Love hasn't even, like I said, we haven't seen Jordan Love in a uniform, let alone why? a practice uniform. Uh, I would why say. Would, why wouldn't you want to trade Jordan Love, especially when you know you can get at least three to four years out of Aaron Rodgers yet? Why wouldn't you want to trade Jordan Love, get the black cloud out of here, and hope he fucking does good somewhere else? But why wouldn't you want to trade the black cloud? Get what you can get back. Admit your faults and get out. Who of says here. it's a fault though? Well, I, I I would adjust on this one. I think that just on a PR standpoint, just for you want to keep your star quarterback happy. If you want to keep him around and want to keep him happy, Jordan, the Jordan Love thing. If you trade him, you're really saying, "Hey, Aaron, we fucked up. Sorry about that. We'll keep, we'll make sure you're going to be our franchise yeah, guy for next year." The same. You could say the same thing when Aaron Rodgers got drafted. That's the problem That's I have with it. You have a guy who, who you were thinking is a first round no, talent. I didn't think Jordan Love was a first round talent. I still don't think Jordan Love was a first round talent. You can't say that. You cannot say that when Aaron Rodgers was drafted. 
because you keep what everybody forgets about this argument is that Brett Favre for five years in a row played with your heartstrings of whether he was going to retire or come back all the way up until training camp. So that's not the same situation when Aaron Rodgers has flat out told you even before he he's gone on record as far as three years ago and said that he wants to play well into his forties. Okay. That's that's, that's fine. He can, he can want to do that all he wants until this last season. And I, and I agree with Mason. They saw maybe the writing was on the wall. He had been playing hurt. The numbers weren't all there, what they had been. There was a a statistical decline, not saying there was a decline in play, but there's a decline in statistics. So when you have that, you need to kind of start planning for your future as an organization the best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one. Otherwise, you're going to sit here and be a dumpster fire like an organization like Jacksonville okay, has been let's, or the Jets have been, and you're going to be sitting. Yeah, you get to pick Trevor Lawrence first, okay, but, then, but you're going to suck for five years. But that's your, that's your argument, though, saying that Jordan loves the future. I think he is. We've never seen him play. We haven't. We haven't. But I think you have to gamble on that fact that you got to let him play. Or at least, at least so we can see him in practice, preseason games. Okay. We have not. Yeah, they know. believed in him enough to get cut loose with Tim Boyle. You knew exactly what Tim Boyle was for like the last three years. Mm-hmm. You knew that he was a very capable backup. Yep. And you knew Jordan Love was good enough that you didn't need Tim Boyle around anymore. Okay. So I'm a big fan of that. If you, if you believe that confidently in Jordan Love. I don't think Green Bay does, though. Yeah. He if, also didn't Tim Boyle for the backup position. Because Green Bay kind of came out yesterday and basically said, Aaron Rodgers is our guy going forward. We're going to rework his deal. Right? That's kind of the gist of what Goody came out and said. Yeah. Well, if that's uh, what they uh, said, then that means Jordan Love's not playing. That means Aaron Rodgers is the guy for the next three years. In theory, sure. So that means you're going to have to give Jordan Love a fifth-year option based on a backup that's not actually had starting experience? Like, we haven't even seen him practice, let right. alone play. But I think that there's just enough bad press on it. that, And it might not be fair. And I think that's what you're getting we, at. That's yeah, not fair no, I, I don't want to see us, like, every every pundit, every mock draft, every, well, not everyone, but you see all these guys, let's trade Jordan Love. We don't have, we'd have one quarterback in the roster. And granted, don't get me wrong, you can go sign a guy, you can go draft a guy in the seventh round. But that's where we were with Sean Kaiser, with Brent Hundley, with Scott Tolzien, yeah, but where if, if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, you don't have a competent quarterback then. You have a first-round talent. Yeah, right but if we really wanted to, yeah. we'll get Jimmy Garoppolo for a nobody, second round pick. Yeah, nobody's nobody's saying that. You're right now. You're assuming that Jordan Love is a competent quarterback. We have nothing that to prove he's assumption. not. Well, that is exactly. But how many? You don't know how many quarterbacks a draft are actually starting quarterbacks this year. So just in this draft, I think there's probably going to be three. Probably there's well, probably three. So. Right, Trevor three, Lawrence. What? Three quarterbacks that can start? I think there's three quarterbacks that are going to be continuous starters in the NFL. There's about three in every single draft. The th- so let's, okay. just, let's just go back to the whole Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and Mitch Trubisky. Those are three starting quarterbacks in the league. But you would say Mitch Trubisky no. isn't a starting quarterback, right? I would probably say he's not a starting so, quarterback at this point. And that's, that's pretty much every single draft ever that you have two stars, three competent quarterbacks. Yeah. So this past draft has been already what? There's what three stars out of it already. You Herbert. Have Herbert. You have Burrow. Burrow. So there's your two, a competent starter, 
probably Tua is a competent starter. So that Maybe. means I, I mean, he can probably start in the league. He started, he started NFL games. Yeah. So I bet he's probably in the, around the same place Mitch Trubisky. So there's numbers saying that Jordan Love's probably not that guy. Based on that, may, sure, maybe. But the organization, like I said, the organization believes in him enough to cut ties with Tim Boyle, to cut ties, not bring anybody else in I so far. I, I just don't get the point of trying to get him, all, every you know, all these fans, trying to get I, him out of town I, before you even see him practice. But that's, that's my I, problem. I, I, his value today I, I, is higher than if he goes to training camp. If he starts I have to the find, preseason I have to game, find the Tim Boyle argument just ridiculous. You're not going to pay Tim Boyle. I mean, what did he get paid for? Maybe a million for, dollars. Uh, I think it was less no. than that. He's making like he got more. He got like two million or two point five million from Detroit. Fine, you're still paying less money to Jordan Love. Or you'd be paying oh, you'd be paying less money to Tim Boyle than you do Jordan Love, right? But you can't. And that's the, you couldn't cut Jordan Love either, though. If you didn't think he was that good, sure you could. Look at what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen. They axed him out of town right away. They traded him. We just couldn't necessarily trade Jordan Love, or we can't cut Jordan Love. You'd have to trade him. But I think that's what Packer fans are getting at right now. That his value today is probably the highest it's going to be. It's going to be unless he's like the MVP of the preseason. And, yeah, and unless then unless he comes in and lights the world on fire in the preseason. But today, today you can probably get a second round pick for him. Yeah, yes. and like I said, I I just don't I don't sick. get, I I don't get trying to chase a guy out of town before you like uh, fans from a fan's perspective. So I'm not trying to chase him out of town. I'm just saying, look at it from this perspective. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to traded for a second or third round pick when after San Francisco drafts a quarterback today. Right, fair. So he's in a second round pick. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna do it. He'll get a he'll get a second. No, I think I don't think he's gonna get traded. I think I think that they're gonna draft a guy and let him let him sit. Okay, so that's just so. It depends who you think they're gonna draft. We can get that a little bit later too. Yeah, we are going to. But Jimmy Garoppolo's in a second round pick. I think you today you could probably get a second round pick for Jordan Love. Do you think Jordan Love's gonna have the highest as of a ceiling as Jimmy Garoppolo? All I'm saying, no. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And that's the thing. I'm saying I don't know, and I don't get fans who are so quick to write a guy off without, having, without even having seen him practice. But if, so That's if, my problem. That's my only problem with all he, this. In practice, if he was an all-world player, wouldn't he be the backup right away? Not necessarily. Aaron Rodgers wasn't the backup his rookie year. Okay. I'm, he was I'm the just, third quarterback. I'm just saying, though, he suited, though, didn't he? No. He was inactive most of that season. Most. Behind but Craig I'm Null. pretty sure he was activated at some point. Sure, but he wasn't. He wasn't going to be playing. But okay, so let's just say Jordan Love, though. If if you were truly all world talent, if because starting quarterbacks, even when Aaron Rodgers came in two thousand five versus today, starting quarterbacks have been doing seven on seven drills their entire career at this point. You know what a quarterback is coming out of college. You do, and that's that's what I'm saying though. Is if like I said, you you believe in a guy enough to keep him around. You have gotten rid of backups. He showed enough in that year one in practice in the practice facility. That you don't want to keep another guy there just in case because we've seen teams that'll carry three, we'll see teams that'll carry two. Even in the early or even as late as a couple of years ago with Aaron Rodgers, you usually had three roster or three rostered quarterbacks. You had like Brett Hundley and uh Deshaun Kaiser for one year or yeah, whatever. You've had guys who have been rostered. So in other years you've had two, and that's been kind of a tradition. You've had two for so long now. You haven't needed three. 
so ultimately, like I said, I just don't get from a fan perspective, fans only, why they're so quick to write off a guy you've never seen practice. So that that was my last or my second one. My last one was just going to be the umpire today in the Brewers game who called the bullshit uh, interference play. We don't really need to get into that. Um, There's 170 more games. We're fine. Yeah, it it was yeah. an egregious nope. call. It was nope. egregious enough where it, it's really kind of blown up on Twitter of how bad of a call it was because it was an interference call where the guy running was out of the baseline in the grass coming at the pitcher who was covering the first base on the ground ball. But it, it, Marty Ford, or Marty Foster, excuse me, gets a nugget of the week too. Uh, that happened today in the Brewers-Marlins uh, game. It didn't really have much of an impact in the final score, but it did set up some train of events that all happened down the line. So, like I said, I've had three. Those are my two strongest ones. And then we go from there. Uh, I guess we can talk about, I mean, Brewers still first place. Bucks are content. Let's talk some draft. Let's keep talking about the draft. So, with the draft... Where's your little dinger? Where's your I'm little working dinger? on it, Justin. Working the dinger. On it. We'll talk NFL draft. Is that yeah. Better? Is that better? That's so, NFL better. draft. I'm going to hear that. Hey, I'm going to hear that 252 times this week. And it's freaking awesome. And it's awesome. It's way better than watching a baseball game. Oh, Justin. Anyway, so I thought before we get into the Packers, I mean, the, the quarterback debate, I mean, we were just talking about quarterbacks for like 15 minutes here. The quarterback debate really, I mean, number one, it's obvious. It's Trevor Lawrence. If there's if there's very few things that are guaranteed in life, this is one of them. After that, though, there's debate. I mean, it, it, Zach Wilson seems like such a presumed number two to the Jets. I think we, I think we can all see that. I don't, I don't love that pick there. Truthfully, I, I really, I don't get all the hype of Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson against top twenty-five ranked teams, I believe, is zero and seven, and it has one touchdown, seven interceptions. Yeah. So when he plays upper talent, he traditionally at Utah or BYU. BYU, he's not played. He's not outplayed top coaching and top talent. Like the best coach he probably has faced so far is the coach out of Utah, right? I believe he's played them twice and he's lost both games and is one of four. Yeah. One touchdown, four interceptions. So I think he's a little loose with the ball, although I think that his is more of a lightning in a bottle type thing that people are comparing him to an Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type that can escape the pocket, can kind of ad-lib a little bit. We'll see. I think he has probably the highest potential to bust. He's going to a dysfunctional organization with a first-year coach. So let me, let me ask, do you think he goes number two? Yes. Do you think he should go number two? If, if you're the GM of the Jets. No. Who are you taking nope. that spot? Justin Fields. I'd also say Justin Fields. I don't. I don't care who is taking in that second spot. They're not going to be. They're not going to be. They should not be graded or assessed until their third year. It's a brand new coaching system. It's a terrible roster. It's a young offensive line. It's a horrible running back situation, and you have a bunch of retreads at wide receiver. Um, I, so I, so I disagree I'm, with that a little bit. I think in today's NFL, 
you get 24, 25 games. Yeah, that's that's just what it is. That's how the NFL is today. It's not, you know, if a kid can play, and I, I like I said, I've said brought something on the show before. Players know if a kid is a legit talent or not by the third practice. So coaching staffs are going to know by the first eight games if he's actually a legit NFL quarterback or not. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they'll know, but I don't think the results might not be there. And I, that's where I think Justin, that's where I would go with this. Is that I think if you're, any, if you're any quarterback in this draft, you want to go number three to the 49ers because it's the best situation there is within the top five. Bar none. We'll get to the Niners here in a second. I have some interesting stuff. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I also have some things here I too. Don't, I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. Like if you if you play the game, if you take this quarterback off of this team and put him on the Jets, where they would be. So let's just play it for fun's sake. Let's say you, the Jets would have traded for Stafford. Does anybody really believe that Stafford would make the Jets? Uh, even a 500 team. Yeah. No, I do. That roster is no not way. that bad. No way. There, that that roster is not. It's not good. It's not that bad. And you can turn it's that bad. You can turn a roster around in 18 months. I mean, I I don't. I why are we? Especially in today's NFL. You, again, you have someone like Baker Mayfield, who is on an extremely talented roster. Matt Stafford is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield is, and Baker Mayfield's win 10 games. I mean, you can turn a roster around. You can get six, seven, eight wins. I mean, a quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, they say, is worth about five wins, right? So I, the Jets won one game last year. Aaron Rodgers, two games last year. Two games. Sorry. And so if Aaron Rodgers were five, Stafford's worth four, right? So that's six wins right there. I mean, that's not unbelievable to say that they wouldn't win eight. I, I don't think I don't that – I don't think immediately they don't. I mean – they they have cap space to do something, so I I could have seen if they were willing to invest all that. They have cap space on a second round pick. You could definitely. I don't. Yeah. But based on where they're at right now, if you just put Matt Stafford on that team right now, I don't know if I'd say they're they're a five hundred team. I w- I would go if I was the Jets GM. Even I would after, probably. Yeah. I would probably even after free agency, they would not. Do you no way. Th- well, I mean, do you think that the Jets don't have the worst roster in football right now? Houston's worse. It's close. I think, Jets- I, I think I would probably go Houston over the Jets, but I think it's a lot closer than you're giving it credit for. I mean, I, I, but it wins in the NFL. That's not outlier. Teams do it all the time. Worst to first. It happens every single year. Right. Worst in your division to first. It happens every single year. So why not the Jets? Especially if they had a competent quarterback, and I think Salah can coach. Are they gonna be? Are they gonna be Buffalo? No, no, they could beat New England. Are though. they gonna? They could beat New England and Miami at least once. So you split with That's them too. You split with them too, and you probably lose twice to Buffalo. Right. So I, That's you're already two and. What is it, two and five? No, not two and five. Um, you'd be two and four, just based on your division. Okay. You so, said six wins. Like I said, I, I don't know if they are in year one, maybe. Maybe in two or three years, maybe, with, with Stafford. 
But that's why I don't get, I, like I said, I, I really don't get why everyone in that organization faded so hard on Justin Fields. I'm not the biggest Justin Fields fan in the world. And I'll get to that in just a few moments here. You know, when we get to, you know, talking about him here. But that's probably where I would go if you your heart's set on a quarterback there. And they need a quarterback at that, this point. But for that team, that fit, I would probably go Fields. So then we go to number three, San Francisco, which is, I think, the most interesting spot for a team to be picking here because, I mean, they were literally in the Super Bowl two seasons or two Super Bowls ago. Uh, all the talk in the world is that they're between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Trey Lance has gained a lot of steam there. So I guess I'll go around with you guys. First, I'll ask, who do you think they pick, and what would you do? I think they're going to pick Mac Jones, and I think that's a terrible mistake. I think they're going to pick Mac Jones, and I think that's going to be a great pick. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go, before we get into the debate here, I, I would also say I think they're going to go Mac Jones. It's not who I would go with as a GM there no. either. But I, I'd probably go Trey Lance here if I'm them. If I I'm going too. with the quarterback. If I'm going quarterback, I will go Trey Lance here. I would draft Trey Lance over Mac Jones all day. I see here's where I <clears throat> here's where I, I I fall away because you gave up so much to go there to number three. You have the pick of three quarterbacks. And out of those three, you can't get it wrong. Yeah, you can. I mean, sure, they're, they're in a spot that they're okay. But for them to give up essentially next year's draft also, um, they can't really get this wrong. Yeah, they can. And, and out, of, out of the three, Mac Jones is probably the surest guy to at least be a mid-level starter in the NFL, at the well, very you least, you have that though. Yeah, you that's have what that. you have with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, but you're also paying him twenty-seven million dollars, and with, you're gonna have to pay a whole defensive line with no cap a shit ton of money, a shit ton of money over the next couple of years. Yeah, so that means so, you have to, that means you have to get a quarterback, but you don't. I, so the thing with Mac Jones is that I think that we could all agree he probably has the lowest ceiling of. The big four we're talking about, right? I'd agree with that, yeah. He we're all big five. Fields, Wilson, uh, Trey Lance, and then himself. And then, yeah, no big four, you're right. The, the big four we're talking about, right? I think Matt Jones probably has the lowest ceiling of the four that are available. He's the least athletically gifted. His arm is okay. It's not great. I, I literally think his comp is probably closer to Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield than it is to any of these other guys in that division. So to win in the NFL, you can't have worse than a second quarterback in your division. I'd agree with that. Right. I think that's a pretty reasonable take. Them drafting Mac Jones, I don't think Mac Jones is better than Kyler Murray. He's not better than Russell Wilson. He's not better than Matt Stafford. And he's not better than Matt Stafford. So... At best, you have the third best quarterback in your division with the lowest ceiling. Yeah, so I'm not solid, Mac Jones. Okay. I mean, Mac Jones. Okay, well, just uh, just take that argument and insert any of these rookie quarterbacks into that argument, and none of them are better than those three quarterbacks. 
Yeah, so I think so, so I say this right now. So if San Francisco does draft Mac Jones tomorrow or today, I guess yeah, we'll it's Thursday or yesterday for those things Friday. Yeah, whenever you guys are listening, <laughs> if Mac if Mac Jones gets drafted at San Francisco, he will win and he'll be successful. But I don't think yeah. it is. It, is he a Super Bowl quarterback? See, with Mac Jones, Mac Jones to me is one of the more. I mean, he's so confusing in the sense. Yeah, he's a Heisman candidate, but at the same time. He had two guys who are going to be drafted, you know, as wide receivers. He had one of the best college running backs, who's also probably, probably be a first, a first round, round pick or beginning second round. Yep. So you've got three guys on your offense who are legitimate first round picks. And every single game that Mac Jones went into in college, he had the better coach, better coaching staff, better defense, better offensive line. I mean, he was they were a completely better team than any team that he ever faced. So Mac Jones, he's got really one year of decent tape. Yep. He sat behind Tua and Jalen Hurts. Yep. And with that all in mind, I like I said, I'm just not sold on him like that it's hundred percent him. I think he was a good enough quarterback. He's a game manager. Yep. He has a like I said, I think he has the lowest ceiling, but he also I mean he's he's the safest pick there. If let's just say Zach Wilson's off the board, and even if he's not, say they go Justin Fields, he's the safest pick. So, but if you're picking, if you trade your entire draft to go up to number three, and you have a starting caliber quarterback who can lead you to a Super Bowl, I think you have to go for like a guy like Trey Lance, yep. who or can be Fields. that guy. And honestly, and I, I don't see this happening. Truly, I don't. You might just they take Kyle Pitts there at four or at three. That'd be so cool. It'd be him, George Kittle, a combination of running backs. Yeah, and you have decent wide receivers out out wide too. I don't think Kyle Pitts would really fit there. He doesn't. Kyle Pitts doesn't really like to block all that much, but well, he doesn't have to though. I, guess I mean, Kittle's gonna do it. Yeah, can you imagine if that happens? I don't think it does. But if you're, That's not good. if you're Kyle Shanahan, isn't it just like a little intriguing to look at? Or getting like Panay Sewell, or just a really good offensive lineman that you're gonna have for ten years. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be intrigued by. It. I don't think it happens. I think they do go Mac Jones. So the thing with Mac Jones, and I, this is. I guess kind of my final point on him is that I just don't know. Everyone in the NFL today watches Kirk Cousins play, and they're like, yeah, he's good, but yeah, he's good, but I'm glad he's not my quarterback. He's good, but I'm glad we have to play him in primetime right. twice a year. I don't, I don't think drafting that guy at three, and I'm not saying he's going to be Kirk Cousins. I think he's probably a little better than Kirk Cousins. He seems a little more mobile in the pocket. But I just don't see... He's not going to be the next... I don't see him being a suitable quarterback. And I could be completely wrong on that. Not on his own. Not he's going to go to San Francisco and play on a really good team. And he's going to probably win some games. I just don't know if he's going to be the guy that you're going to be like, oh, hey, let's put Mac Jones and Patrick Mahomes in the same category. I don't think that's the guy you're drafting. And at, at three, that should be the guy you're aiming for. Hey, I mean... I I am obviously way higher on Mac Jones than you guys. Uh, he is by far and away, and I mean by far and away, the most accurate quarterback out of all five quarterbacks that are projected to go in the first round. I disagree with it's that. Not even, it's not even close. I think, and, but he's throwing the two top fifteen picks. Well, who's the second one? Devontae Smith Trevor and. Yeah, but who who who's the second most accurate? Trevor Lawrence? 
These guys are all five stars. They're throwing okay. to at, at Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. They're all five star players. Okay, but you have Clemson doesn't have two top fifteen picks this year. Those they are, did. Those, those are the guys that. Who's the top two top fifteen picks? Who who was Cincinnati's number one receiver last year? T. Higgins, who won the second round. Okay, the first pick of the second round. Sorry. Okay, that's not that's. I not, don't. You're saying Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and T. Higgins are the same player? He didn't throw to Jalen Waddle but four games all year okay, long. So but that's it's still not his even receiving an staff. Not our, that's not even an argument. Harris is probably going to be a top 20 pick, probably. Depends he's where not he falls, but... Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's probably he's going to be a probably first-round pick. And on top of that, you have the coaching advantage with Nick Saban. ETN's going to go above Harris. I don't think so. ETN has a lot of miles on him. Either way, so we so I mean I think we're all in agreement. What's actually going to happen is probably Mac Jones. So we go to pick four, uh, Atlanta. Do you think they go they go go quarterback or? I think they're taking Kyle Pitts. I that's who they should take. I'd agree with that too. They're, Kyle Pitts supposedly is the one can't miss player in the draft. So. I, I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts. They should take Panay Sewell. In my argument. I don't disagree with that. If you told me if I think just Atlanta though with Arthur Smith being there now, and I think they're kinda wanting to get a little bit of fire back in the organization. Drafting a left tackle at that point isn't necessarily the way to do that. <laughs> yeah, I see here's where I fall here's where the argument really can change in either way. They're, they're they're gonna trade Julio Jones, or it seems yep. very likely that they're gonna trade Julio Jones. And you're gonna have to they have another wide receiver there that they're gonna have to pay pretty quick. Uh the Matt Ryan contract looks worse and worse every year as it goes up and the production goes down. Um, I think Matt Ryan's gonna have a bounce back here though. I think he's gonna have a decent season. I don't know if it's going to be hard to say if you don't have Julio Jones to throw to so either, you know? Let's just, is Mac Jones, is his ceiling Matt Ryan? No. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Is that his absolute ceiling? Is that as good as he's going to be? No. I think that's a fair comp. See, I think that's, I think a, I, I think that's a fair comp. If you told me that he's Mac not, Jones' absolute highest point is going to be Matt Ryan. I think that's who Kyle Shanahan sees in Mac Jones. I just, You're talking an MVP quarterback and a quarterback that took his team to the Super Bowl and collapsed. That's who I think he and, sees. Yeah, pooped all of himself. At, my boy TB12 coming back. <laughs> so just, just did I set myself up for that? <laughs> just just to get back on topic here. So we got three quarterbacks off the board. We've got two more that probably go in the. I mean, they're going to go in the first round. Where do you see them going? Let's let's keep it before we go back to the Packers. Trey Lance and Justin Fields? Yeah. That's where we have left? Yep. I think New England is going to jump up to some point. I think it's going to be seven or eight. I think they're going to trade with Detroit or Carolina. And I think that's I probably agree. that's probably going to be Justin Fields. And I believe I, I believe Trey Lance goes at nine to Denver. I could see that all happening, yeah. If if I if I had to put money, that's what I'm gonna bet on. New England's supposedly moving up. It wouldn't surprise me if Washington I'm gonna also double, jumped that way. But I'm going to double down on you on your Ramsey. Um, 
if New England trades up to either seven or eight to get Fields, I think um, Denver is either going to trade down. Oh, or hold on. The Denver just got Bridgewater, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So I don't yes. think they need So I disagree with that. I don't think Lance is going to go to Denver. I think say Washington's right. going to jump up, and I think New England's going to jump up. Yeah. Right. And I, so I could see either one of those two teams that traded out of seven or eight to 15 trade the 15 to Washington for Trey Lance. So those one of those two teams trades back twice in, in Denver. I've seen Detroit uh, doing that a lot in mocks. I, I think what happens, I think I, it depends on who wants to be more aggressive. I think New England I think New England tries to trade up to seven and I think Carolina actually trades at eight too. I I, I could I think you could see those guys go seven eight. Or Denver trading out of nine. I think I think all those I think all four guys are gone. Well, Trevor Lawrence, just all five guys, all five guys are gone top ten. Yeah, I. But I mean, I don't see. I don't know about top ten. I don't see Trey Lance. I think is probably the second if highest he doesn't, ceiling if quarterback. If he doesn't go at three to to San Francisco, like I think he should. Like if that if that's my decision, that's where I'm going. If he doesn't go to three there, I probably see him falling. Probably. Well, are we sure Miami's not going to take one at six? I are think we can sh- say I don't I don't know for sure, but I I think we can say with pretty high are likelihood we, they don't. Are we sure on that? I'll tell you what. This would be an interesting little a nugget to follow and to watch. There are two teams. That are sitting okay. One is sitting way better than the other as far as roster. But Tampa Bay, you can keep your eyes on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, if Trey Lance starts to fall, Tampa Bay could could jump up there and, and take Trey Lance to sit behind Tom Brady for the next two years. Uh that is that I would not put that past anything Tampa Bay could want to do. The other team would be Pittsburgh, who obviously knows that this is Roethlisberger's last hurrah and that he could, you know, he, he's trying to ride off in the sunset. Fortunately, that we, I think we all agree that that's probably not going to happen. And so they're going to need a quarterback of the future coming up unless they truly believe in Dwayne Haskins, who they signed for a minimum contract, but... I don't disagree with you on that, but I would say that New England, Philadelphia, and Washington all need a quarterback more than those two teams do as of right now. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. It's just one of those things, if you look at Tampa Bay, who even signed Antonio Brown back uh, Wednesday, that they don't really have any glaring needs, and they can afford Wouldn't to kind of... Nice? What's that? So wouldn't that be nice to just have no glaring needs? Just take best right, they, player available at any if chance. You, if, you, if you look at that roster and and, it's, and we'll just go off of what Eric said for Noogie of the Week, they don't really have a very great backup quarterback in Blaine Gabbert, nor a quarterback of the future. Why not now? Why so that, not it's okay, it's okay there, but it's not okay with Jordan Love. But Tampa Bay wins Super Bowls. Mm. But you know, you know, Tampa. Tom Brady has 
two years left. Tampa Bay walked into Green Bay and kicked the shit out of them, and then they went and kicked the shit out of Kansas City. So just by that logic, yeah, it's totally different. They at least won a Super Bowl. Anyway, so we go from the quarterbacks to the Green Bay Packers, team that I think we're all probably watching with the most interest. Isn't that awesome? Woo! So let's start first, I guess, just kind of identifying. I think we can make this pretty short. Biggest needs for the Packers, I think we can all agree, in no particular order, inside linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver, offensive line. In no particular order. That's fair. Right. Yes. So well, we might need a quarterback. We might if we trade Jordan Love like you assholes want, but so that's where we're kind of sitting right now. As of recording here on Wednesday night, releasing Thursday morning. So I kind of want to go through three scenarios with each of you guys and see where you think the Packers go. Because that's, I mean, ultimately what people want to see. Who, who do we predict who's going where? And then they'll watch our live video. We'll, none of us will get it right. And we'll have Looks to... Like chumps. Yeah. So first... Let's say they be aggressive. I know this is what Ramsey wants. I kind of want this too. If the Packers trade up, who are they trading up to? Let's not let's not talk about what the package would include. But where are they trading up and who are they getting? Well, I th- or who do you want them, I guess? I kind of go back to what I was saying. The key in the draft right now, I believe, is what happens between 7 and 12. So if people move up, it's really going to depend on what falls, right? Right. So I, there's going to be some really decent defensive backs between 13 and 20. Mm-hmm. Both middle linebackers should probably still be there at 13 to 20, right? I would assume. Maybe, yeah. I don't see. A, Maybe 10, 11, but. 10, 11, right? Currently, as of today, is going to be the Giants and the Eagles. Right. So it's Dallas, New York, and Philadelphia from 10 to 12. And one of those teams needs a wide receiver desperately. One of those teams needs a little bit of everything. And one of those teams needs defensive back help. Right. So I don't think middle linebacker is going right there. So I think Green Bay could move up to somewhere between 16 and 20 probably. Okay. So if they do that, that's just your dream scenario here. What where do they go, and who are they picking? I think they go to eighteen, and I would love to see Micah Parsons out of Penn State still be there. I don't think that's going to happen. Devontae Smith would be really nice at that point, or the linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah. I'm not, Kor- I'm not going to say the last name because I'm not going to say it right. So they call him Jack. So I think those three players, I would be, if they did that, I'm back on the Packer bandwagon. I'm a little bit off right now. So just so everyone's aware of that. All right. Justin, if the Packers uh, are to trade up. I think it's pretty, I think it's a pretty simple little deal. Mine's not as drastic. Uh, I think if, if you find a quarterback, a cornerback, sorry, didn't mean to scare our fans there. Cornerback. <laughs> Caleb Farley that falls. I think the Packers trade up to 25 with the Jaguars trade swap picks and give them a fourth and they draft Caleb Farley 
uh, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. All right, all right. So I guess I'm going to go the most drastic here. I like Ramsey's a lot. I like yours a lot. <coughs> I'm going to go drastic. I don't. I know it's not going to happen, but let's just say probably eight ten. We're sitting in Ramsey's living room tomorrow. Facebook Live videos on. Commissioner Goodell comes to the podium. The Green Bay Packers have made a trade to the tenth pick for the Dallas Cowboys to take cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Get a true number one corner who doesn't have those injury concerns like Farley does. Go up, get your guy, have your two stud cornerbacks on the outside. Kevin King can play cornerback three in that defense. And then you're set so on I'm, that front. I'm just if you went up to ten, like you were saying. You would take Sertain. I was about to say that's Patrick Sertain. I don't know if that's JC Horn at that point. So in the mo- I'm just look I've been looking through mocks. Um Sertain is projected to go to eight at the, with the Panthers. I don't know. I like this is just Daniel Jeremiah's draft. I would so just uh, the counter argument that I think Carolina is going to go off inside the ball because now they have Sam Darnold there, right? And I think it benefits Carolina more because they had the 18th right defense last year. They have a they have a pretty solid defense. I think it benefits more if Sam Darnold looks good than if they were to draft a defensive player. On top of that, their new owner is hyper-aggressive. He's going after anything that moves that he wants to make Carolina center of attention, right? Right. And the best way to do that is to make your offense look better. I don't disagree with any of that. Like I said, this is just uh, what I'm thinking. Like, that's where I would go either certain or I guess you could really go either one. If you're trading up that high, depending on who's available where, especially if other guys trade, that's my my dr- I guess my my dream mock trade is they go up, go all in on a guy that they truly believe in. So that's where I would go. So then we go from there to Packer selection at twenty nine. So if they stay at twenty nine. Like I mean, if we're if we're betting on it, that's probably what I would guess happens. So they stay at twenty nine. We'll go back around the table, same order. Ramsey twenty ninth pick. Green Bay Packers select. Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Okay. I think that'd be an excellent fit for what they want to do offensively. It kind of gives you some more speed on the offensive side of the ball. A little motion guy that you can. He's. I would say he's kind of like. Who's a better version of Tyler Irvin and and uh, Tavon Austin? Yep, and I mean he's kind of the same mold that Devontae Smith is in. That they're not going to necessarily be that guy. I don't think they're throwing. They're not going to beat you physically, but they're going to beat you. He's, Rondo Moore seems like a pretty decent route runner from what I've watched. Right, and he seems to have that breakaway speed that you really want in a wide receiver. That's kind of. Nine. Yeah, that's that kind of speed. That's world class. Like people, if you run a four two nine, that's like Olympic sprinter speed. That's how right. fast this kid is. So I think that'd be excellent at twenty nine. I'd be pretty happy about that. He'd probably, uh, as I say, maybe rock number five. First time since Paul Horning. It'd be pretty fucking cool. Could be, Justin. 
Yeah, I, I think I would love for the Packers to get Rondale Moore. I don't I don't think there's a need to reach for him at that spot. I think he might be available. Uh, I think we'll talk about that in the next part of what we're going to talk about. But at 29, I think they're either going to sit for a guy that's going to fall because he's had a, a little bit of character problems. Uh, I think it's going to be linebacker Xavier Collins out of Tulsa. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that's so. I've I've watched a lot of film in the last three or four days. Just I mean highlight tapes. I'm not like true film, but I the more and more I watch him, the more and more I can see him fitting in here in Green Bay. Just the size he plays with, the speed he plays with. He he's a huge dude. He's two hundred seventy pounds. Really. I think he weighed in at the combine at 260, but and he played at 250. So, I I mean, he kind of has that ability to go. I didn't realize he was that big. He's a big dude. He's got speed. He can play coverage. I mean, he did the college level. That's not saying he it exactly translate. I mean, because he's playing in a second tier of FBS football. Right. But he can play that at that level. He's got... Enough speed to cover the field. He plays a good spy linebacker too. Like I think, I think Xavier Collins is exactly what the Packers wanted Blake Martinez to be. Just a guy who's just going to be a ball hawk in the yeah. middle, and he's going to make those tackles towards the line of scrimmage instead of eight yards downfield. So that's won, I, I love that pick, won Justin. The trophy and the Bednar Trophy, six four two sixty. Yeah, I I love that pick. That's actually kind of where I was thinking I was going to. Just for the sake of having a podcast and a talk show, though, I guess I will go a different route. And I'm kind of between two here. Um, I mean, if any of the corners fall, like if, if Newsom falls, I don't think he does. But I could see that being an, a, the pick. Um, if I, you know, but if I'm making a pick here, I actually think they go wide receiver. I think it's Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. See kind of slot, too, slot guy, 5'9", um, excellent route runner, kind of another version of Randall Cabron. Great speed, great route, great hands. That's where I would go. I, I've seen Bateman getting a lot of love now, too, out of Minnesota. Um, yep. So, I mean, I think they could go there. I think they could even go Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. But if 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 my money's on the line and he's available, I'd probably go with uh, Elijah Moore. Just to be different than Justin, because I said Xavier Collins is the guy that I probably like the most Yeah. in the last probably three or four days of watching film. I think it's really kind of funny how, I mean, you look at all these mock drafts and how many of them have trended towards offensive line there. Yeah. And That's all the ones I'm seeing. I'm looking at them right now while you're talking about it, and, and I've looked at four of all offensive linemen. It's definitely a big need. Don't get me wrong. I think they do take a high round offensive lineman. I think they go second round there because I think there's enough depth in in this draft class where you can kind of get away from that. You can pick best athlete on the board, best player on the board at 29 and fill one of those needs. But I think you can get away with taking a lineman later. I'm not, you know, one of two things is going to happen tomorrow. We're either going to draft somebody at 29 that I'm like, oh, that was not worth staying up for, or 
we're going to trade out at around 11.30 tomorrow night. Right. We're going to trade back in the draft night have a first round pick. And Randy, I'm glad you bring that up because the next uh, topic we were going to go here, it's, uh, you're so good at this, man. You're, I, I almost want to hand over the, the producer chair. I'm not going to, but nice job. You, you don't for, want to know where this is going. That's all. Thanks for looking at the agenda that I wrote up and sent out. So Thanks, buddy. Um, we didn't even make fun of Justin for not being here yet this episode. We kind of told him to stay home. Yeah, though, we, we did. He's coming down to visit us tomorrow night for the or tonight for the draft. So, I I just we didn't bring that up yet, so I had to. Um, yeah. So, in the <laughs> in the <laughs> unlikely slash likely event that the Packers trade down, we've looked at trading up, we've looked at staying put, trading down. I guess I really don't. We don't really have to pick a player because you don't know where they trade down to. But what kind of scenario would you be looking at as a trade down where you're not pissed off tomorrow night? So I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Packer fans, and I'm not going to be happy about it. I don't. I really don't think any of us are going to be happy about it if we start trading down. I will. However, Justin's weird, though. He also thinks that Mac Jones is a good quarterback. <laughs> Um, and watches all two fifty nine picks. So, if Green Bay does trade down, that's okay because Green Bay, I don't necessarily think needs a starter week one or the draft right now. As they currently sit, does Green Bay truly need a starter any given position that you're like, hey, we need this guy to start week one? I would say inside mm-hmm. linebacker, center. I think those are both on the roster, though. I think those guys are probably going to start week one regardless of what we draft there. And maybe one of those stud middle linebackers, right? But even a receiver we're going to take in the first round is probably going to be the third receiver option, which is going to be in a lot of packages and technically probably a starter. Yeah. But that's not necessary. That's also on the roster currently. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as of today, I don't know if they pick at 29 or trade down to get more in the second round. I don't necessarily know if there is a starter that you're going to pick at 29 that's truly going to be your starter week one. Right. In any given position, whatever that position happens to be. Maybe one of the middle linebackers. That's probably the only one I can think of that's going to be a true number one starter. Or, or in the event that Caleb Farley falls from that injury history. Are we? Sh- is he going to go week one? Do we know that? I believe uh, so. I think he's going to be yes. Okay. So maybe, but again, he didn't play last year, did he? No, he. I opted believe out. he opted out. Oh, so yeah. he opted out. Yeah. So and Caleb Farley, that might be one of the reasons he drops to a potential mid twenty round pick. But then we're back banking on a guy who's had a back surgery and hasn't played in a year. Right. So I don't necessarily even know if that would be a week one starter. I think his talent is. I think he's I think definitely with him. You kind of that same situation like you would at like a wide receiver, where technically he's a starter because he's playing outside, and you can move Kevin King somewhere else, or you can move. You know, you can realign yep. a little bit. So that's maybe where I would I could see that happening if that's the route they go. But I I do agree with what you're saying here. I but back to it. So Packer fans, I'm not going to be happy, and if you watch the live stream tomorrow, you'll probably get a decent reaction out of me if the Packers trade down. However, if they do, it's not the end of the world. The world's not crumbling apart. They're... I'm, I'm going to tag on to that. The last time they did this, it, it didn't work out great for us, especially from an optics, like looking back in retrospect. When they traded down to get the first pick of the second round, they missed on T.J. Watt. Don't. 
I'm still mad about that. I, I know. And this is what I'm saying, though. So they missed on T.J. Watt. They take Kevin King and Vince Beagle instead. Vince Beagle has had a he's had a career. Yeah. He's, he's still playing for, uh, I think he's with Miami now. Uh, but he's yep. still playing. And Kevin King, for some reason, still on this team. So he has an award named after him, though. He does. <laughs> he does. So I will say, I will agree with Ramsey. You know, we'll probably be pissed off in the stream tonight, tomorrow night, yesterday night, whenever you're listening to this. But I will say, don't let how that happened ruin your entire night. Because remember, I believe the time before that, that Green Bay didn't have a first-round pick and was picked in the second round, I believe that pick was Jordy Nelson, if I remember right. I'd have to go back and look at that. I think you might be right on that. I believe that was the other time they did not have a first-round pick. That they traded out of the first round to go back. I don't. I think they traded the pick, if I yeah, remember right. Yeah, they traded back. But, yeah, so the last time it was Jordy Nelson. So that's... To be honest, that's probably going to happen. I would. That's probably my, if I had to guess my most likely situation. They're probably trading all the first round and moving back, unless they want to be hyper aggressive and go get someone in late teens, early twenties. Are you guys ready for mine? Go for it, buddy. Stages. I'm going to light you. I'm going to light you up right now. All right. Here's what's going to happen. All right, boys. We're trading out of the first round with one of the teams that needs to have some offensive line help. Uh, so you're talking about maybe a Dereshaw falls, maybe a Tevin Jenkins falls. You got a couple guys at the back end that could fall. So we're trading out. We're getting an extra second. We're probably picking in the late 30s, early 40s for, for whatever. All right. Then. On top of that, we're trading our number two quarterback, Jordan Love, to the Washington Redskins for a second and a fifth round pick. Who? And then we're going to hold on. Jordan Love. No, no, no. What team? Oh, the Washington football team. Sorry. My bad. Again, you know, it's a constant. I'm really not good at it. All right. I apologize. All right. And we're going to hold our own pick. So we're going to have three second round picks. All right. Okay. Our first pick in the second round is going to be an offensive lineman by the name of. No, I'm I'm lying. I'm sorry. I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to turn. We're, around. we're really being lit up right here. This show sucks. Our, our, fir- our first pick in the second round is going to be a quarterback. Corner. Corner. Tyson Campbell from Georgia. Our second pick in the second round is going to be an offensive lineman by the name of Quinn Miners of UW-Whitewater. And our third pick in the second round is going to be Rondale Moore, wide receiver, Purdue. That's what's going to happen. We're going to be flushed. We're going to be flush with picks. That's three great players. We're going to, we, we, we have just impacted our football team in, in a great way. We found a starter at center. We could keep Elton Jenkins at left guard. We found our little niche guy 
in Rondell Moore, a little shifty, 429 speed, can take the top off. Imagine him running a seam route through the slot and Marquez Valdez Scantling running a seam route on the other side on the wideout. Man, isn't that sweet? And then you got Tyson Campbell coming in. He's right, he's he's gonna learn from, from Jair. He's gonna unseat Kevin King. Kevin King's gonna jump to the inside into the slot. I think I think we've got the makings of something great right there. Okay, Justin. Three great picks in the fourth, fifth round. We're talking about drafting a quarterback, uh, you know, uh, as a backup. I think a developed guy. I think I think this is what the route should be. Okay, Justin. I'm gonna. I got a couple of thoughts here on what you just said. I'm sure Rams has got some brewing here too. So first, I'm gonna say, I love the idea that you have here. When have the Packers ever done something that like drastic though? Like that you can feel confident, like that that's your prediction. So that that's thought one. Thought two. We can't get the Packers to draft TJ Watt because you know Badger, amazing guy. We couldn't get him them to bring in JJ Watt, which I'm okay with. Why in the hell are they gonna pick a guy out of Whitewater? Just just based on everything we know about this this franchise. Because he feels a need. I understand he's, that. He's probably the second best at his position. I understand that. I'm just saying, based on reputation, they passed on a guy like TJ Watt. And that's I, I just just from a reputation standpoint, I'm not saying that this is because you're absolutely right. You're a, if you're a naysayer today, you're a naysayer tonight, there, Biggie. I'm trying to be realistic about what's going to happen tomorrow. I I got my hopes all up. I I do my annual draft week tradition. I look at all the film. I look at mock drafts. I watch Kevin Costner and draft day where they get their three picks back. They get Vontae Mack. They do whatever they got to do in that movie. And I still can't just get all psyched up for this this draft. Like, I'm excited. I'm going to be bringing it tomorrow, tonight, whatever. But what has led you to think that that's something that the Packers actually do? Well, I mean, there's there's some logic is them trading back. It's something that they have a long history in doing. Um, they have a need at some of these positions. I, I could see them waiting on the center uh, until the last pick in, in, in the second round, or hopefully he falls to them in the third round. I could see them waiting on that. I, I mean, sure. I could see if Jamin Davis from Kentucky is there, they jump all over that. I, I know he is, he's jumping up a bunch of draft boards. So I, I just think that it's a great opportunity for, for that to happen. They do two good things. They get out of the black cloud. They, they're Aaron Rodgers team all over again. They, you know, Jordan love can, can run away and, and, try to resurrect the Washington football team, still sit behind uh, Fitz magic. Come on, Fitz magic. And then, and then, uh, you know, we, we get some quality players on, on the flip side. I want, I, I kind of want you to be right. I, if they're going to trade out of the first round, I think that's kind of the path they would have to go to get as many second round picks as they can. Something very doable. Um, if, if, you know, cause just to kind of answer my own question that I asked here in the long run, 
um, of what I think they would trade down for. I, I think you kind of have to go that route. I think they can still go and get Rondale more in the second round at some point. If they, I think you can be a little bit more aggressive in the second round and not piss off the entire franchise and piss off the fans and actually make a really good some really good football moves in that second round. Especially, you know, if it does line up kind of like you're saying, I don't, I, I still don't disagree with chasing out Jordan Love, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but that's the route that I would probably go to. Ramsey? I like what Justin said. I just... I wouldn't bet on it to happen. For what it's worth, though, the Packers are boring, and that'd be exciting. That's not stuff they like to do. That's that's what I was getting at, the whole... The Packers are just boring. Kind of a boring, underachieving franchise that is going to pick it. <laughs> don't that's gonna don't pick even it. start... That's don't gonna, even start this argument gonna, again. You you try to pick a fight with me. You're trying to pick you're trying to pick a, a a bone with this underachieving thing all the time. They are a great franchise. They are a great franchise. In what sense? Oh, okay. Let's let not do this again. Every this last sense week. of the board. We did this last <laughs> week. Well, we're not gonna do this. We're happy. It's a happy time. It's draft day. New beginnings. We you say know. that every year. <laughs> we say that every Jones year. Going three. <laughs> we say that's a new beginning every single best, year. Best quarterback in the draft. <laughs> yeah, we say it's a new beginning every year, and then we uh, pick Rashawn Terry. Like that was a good pick in the Javon. long run, though. So I don't know. Ultimately, you know, so we've gone kind of over the three scenarios here. Gun to your head. What's happening tonight, tomorrow night, whatever? First round. They draft another quarterback at 25. They move to 25 and get uh, Kyle Trask or something. Oh, my God. That's what's going to happen. And if that happens, I'm a Tampa Bay fan. I'm selling all my Packers stuff. Tampa Bay fan. You know, I, I'd, I'd probably pick a new team, too. Like that, that, That's it. That's all I could handle. Okay, no, but seriously. Gun that, to your head. That's, that's my gun to the head. The Packers are a boring franchise. Justin? Uh, I I truly believe that they're going to trade back, trade out of the first round. I truly believe at some point they're going to field some serious calls about trading Jordan Love. One of the teams that was probably very serious about getting Love was uh, Denver. And so, unfortunately, that one probably, you know, is off the board. So, for what um, it's worth, I think whatever if they're making a deal, the deal is already probably done, or the groundwork for the deal is done. They just had to finalize it. So it will, it will say. I I think the other team is New England. I think the two teams are Washington and New England. I don't think they would trade within the division to Chicago. Uh. Unless Chicago is willing to give up multiple first-round picks, um, can't really think of any other team that would be willing to jump out there and draft a quarterback or, or to trade for a quarterback right now. Maybe Pittsburgh, um, but other than that, I think they're going to stack. They currently have ten picks. I don't know that they make ten picks, but I think they trade back. And they get aggressive in the latter rounds and kind of kind of stack the team depth through the latter rounds. Yeah, I'm going to go 
what I think happens just for tomorrow night, or tonight, tomorrow night when we're recording, I think they end up going defense in that first round. I think they continue the streak of not having drafted an offensive skill player since Javon Walker in 2002. I, I like the linebackers. I like, you know, if they can get one of those corners to fall too. I don't think they trade up. I think they stay put at 29. Or if they do trade up, it's not as drastic as I had said earlier um, where they're going up to 10. But it, picking right now, I think they go defense in that first round. And I think that ultimately it is something that, that we're actually going to – it's not going to be like a home run, like, you know, let's standing applause and, and go cheer out on the streets. But I think we're going to be satisfied. I, I don't know why I think that. I think we're going to be satisfied, though. So before, just to kind of wrap up the episode here with the draft talk, seven rounds, ten picks as of right now, what is it going to take for you to be satisfied, have that have that good feeling walking away from the draft on Saturday afternoon? So I think with the Packers right now, and I, I kind of said this last year, and then them taking Jordan Love, I think kind of verified what I thought, and then... So last year, I thought that you're going to see what the Packers truly think where their roster's at. And I think that them taking Jordan Love kind of put out to everyone that, hey, we're pretty content with the roster we currently have. So where Green Bay, what they do tomorrow, if they move up or really move back and are being hyper-aggressive with stuff, I think that that shows that they're really going to try to build a team to be a considerable contender this year, like I think that's their goal, the Super Bowl or bust. If they draft at 29, I think they're telling you they're pretty content with their roster and where it sits and that they're going to be a playoff contending team. Um, so, I don't know. I think if they need to address defensive back, linebacker, and slot receiver. Address those three things, I think I feel pretty confident where Green Bay is going. Justin, I think I, I I think I would agree. Uh, I don't know that um, defensive back is as big of a need as we're making it out to be. I think inside linebacker <clears throat> is way more of a, a need, and I think that showed in the playoff games it, it, that it was a huge need, especially in the run game. Uh, so I, I I think that's a huge need, and I think that we need to seriously look at our offensive line, and uh, not and totally address it. I mean, a right tackle, um, maybe a swing tackle, because we don't know exactly when Bakhtiari's coming back. Um, I think we've got a future big time player in John Runyon on the roster already, so I think he's going to slide in at uh, right guard very well that allows you to play Turner out at right tackle and maybe give Lucas Patrick a run, but still leaves you a little thin at tackle because you lost Wagner. Um, one of the things that now this is not a huge need, um, but one of the things that I'm going to be interested to see and to watch for is we have not, we haven't, I don't think this is on anybody's radar is we don't necessarily have a third running back on the roster. With we losing Jamal Wood. Another running back. I'm going to stab myself. 
I think I think they're gonna draft a running back between the fifth and seventh rounds to be a uh, to be a third back. And one guy I would love for them to draft with that would be Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. Just, he he was a stud football player at Oklahoma State. Was going to be a Heisman candidate, but kind of had injuries that kind of hurt him a little bit in his senior year. But junior year was fantastic. So I think that that'll be a little interesting story just with a, a later round flyer on a guy that maybe falls. Yeah, and I'll wrap up here with, I think, what would make me the most satisfied coming away from the draft. If they address their like the, the needs, at least a couple of them, I need to come away from Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, whatever, with seeing some combination of a wide receiver, a linebacker, and probably an offensive lineman. Corner can take or leave. I, I would rather go get one. But I think that's kind of the one that you can get away with not getting. But I need to see some combination of probably two of two or three of those four. Which I do think is going to happen. I, I truly do think that, like when you just said, we need two of the four. Those are really the only needs. Wouldn't you? I think we'd all agree. Like, right. I mean, I don't think there's any other true glaring need on the team right now outside of a couple positions, offensive linemen, Slot receiver, interior linebacker, or defensive back. Yeah. So. so just to wrap up, one more time playing this. <laughs> That's our majority of our draft episode. We'll have, like I said, the live stream tonight. We'll have videos on Facebook throughout the weekend. So make sure you check those out. Before we wrap up the show, something non-draft this weekend. We'll make it quick that you're rooting for this weekend in Wisconsin. Ramsey? Does it have to be Wisconsin? Well, not really, but... It's from Wisconsin, that makes it... Just the name of the show, man. It's Root for Wisconsin, pick something. I always try to tie it into Wisconsin, but that's... I'm just saying, I don't know if I'm, like, in on any Wisconsin team right now. As of today. Well, I mean, there's other stuff going on this weekend that we may or may not be attending. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we may or may not be attending the Shawnee races on Saturday night. So if you see us out, stop and say hi. Um... That's a good thing. It's always good. Go support your local tracks. I mean, that's always kind of what I've been saying since we started the show. Go support your local tracks. Go support your local drivers. It's always good to go and just get out of the house. Cheap entertainment all night. Go watch some cars go fast. So that's what my our weekend plans are for Saturday night. So that's yeah. that's what I'm in room for some short track dirt racing. All right, Justin. Totally agree. Uh, normally, I would say. Um, UFC fights this weekend. There's a pretty good one on. It's free on, on the Espen. Um, so that that would be a good route. But I'm just gonna go since I have a buddy that's coming up, a great friend of mine. Uh, he's gonna spend the weekend here. He'll be with us for the draft special on tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go with a with a nice campfire and and a few beers with your buddy around the campfire that's what i'm rooting for this weekend there you go i'm i'll finish it off here i'm gonna say get outside do something nice this weekend you know we got we're like ram's gonna talk about going dirt track racing saturday night or go watch that green bay blizzard you know get out of the house green bay blizzard at home sunday um they'll be playing the massachusetts pirates family day there cheap tickets 
Uh, Green Bay Gamblers Hockey, they're playing in the playoffs. They're not at home. They're out in, uh, I think, some, I don't remember where they are, but I'm not going to look that up. But get outside. Opening weekend of trout fishing this weekend in Wisconsin. Turkey hunting going on right now. Get outside. Go do something cool. Have some fun. Enjoy the Wisconsin weather. That's our show. Episode 20 in the books. Like I said, check out the Facebook page. Check out social media. We'll be having a lot of stuff going out there for Ramsey, Justin, myself, Eric. This is episode 20 of Root for Wisconsin show in the books. We're out. See ya. Bye. Woo.